Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Oh boy, I am so excited for this week. You guys, this has been um, such an exciting time leading up to this episode. And I know I tell you guys all the time that I'm excited about the guests that we have on. But this week we have a guest that I have had on my bucket list for literally years. And I am beyond excited to have Ray Comfort here with us on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast, as well as Abinella. She's back with me this week. And she was so excited about Ray as well that she was like, I'm doing this one with you. And so we are here talking to Ray and we are going to talk about evangelism this week. And this is one of my, of course, favorite things to talk about. It is why we do the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry, because it's all about Jesus. And so we're going to talk about that this week. But before we get into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com and try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Well, you guys, if you don't know who Ray Comfort is, um, perhaps you have been living under a rock, but maybe <laughs> you haven't been and you just have not yet been exposed to the ministry of Ray Comfort and uh, Living Waters Ministry and the way of the master, all the things that he does and that he's done for many, many years. And it is truly an honor and a privilege to have him with us this week. So Ray Comfort, welcome to the Schoolhouse Rocks podcast. Boy, I better have something good now that you've said all that. <laughs> oh, you will. I'm certain of it. It's going to be a great week. Um, Ray, introduce us really quickly to who you are for those who don't know who Ray Comfort is and what your ministry is, what you do. Yeah, I was born twice in New Zealand. That's why you can find a hint of an accent. Um, first time I was born uh, was way back, I think nearly 73 years ago. Um, and then I was born again. 1972, 1.30 in the morning, very radical, transformed, began open-air preaching in New Zealand, did it every day for almost every day for 12 years. Then I, was, I discovered a teaching which we've called Hell's Best Kept Secret, which looks at a biblical principle which, been, which has been almost entirely neglected by modern evangelism. And so I began teaching that. I was in Hawaii teaching um, on evangelism, shared that particular teaching. A pastor from Southern California sat in, Totally disagreed at first because it was so radical, but then he realized it was biblical and began calling me New Zealand. And he said, would you come over to the United States and base yourself here, base your ministry here and bring this teaching to the Church of the U.S.? So we did back in 1989. And things were very quiet for about three years. No doors would open. And then suddenly they burst open when David Wilkerson called from New York, the famous author. And he heard the teaching, called me in his car and flew me to New York where I shared it with this church. And then another gentleman who had a very respected ministry uh, heard the teaching, called me, flew me to San Jose where I shared it with a 1,000 pastors. He put it on video and screened it to 30,000 pastors, and that blew open doors. And then actor Kirk Cameron called I, about the year 2001, I think it was. He had heard the teaching. He listened to it twice. He said this blown him away. He needed to call me and so we combined ministries. Uh, he shared the teaching from my Bible, on my from my notes on a well-known Christian uh, television network. We received uh, over a million hits the next day on the site. It actually wow. crashed. And then uh, the television uh, network asked us to create a television program on that particular principle. And so we did. And now it's in its eighth season. And it's broadcast in 190 countries. And so we've, uh, we've grown a little. 
And our YouTube channel, I'm glad to say, has just passed uh, over 200 million views. So uh, we're super excited that we've got such a wonderful vehicle to bring the gospel to this world. Yeah, that's amazing. And so, yeah, we, we are part of those 200 million who have watched countless videos of you street preaching and sharing the gospel with people. And this is this is why I wanted to have you on. This is obviously a homeschool podcast. And so we talk to homeschoolers and we talk about homeschooling and we talk about all the things that have to do with family discipleship. And like I said earlier, where we go with it always is that it always leads back to Jesus. We always want to point our kids towards their creator, towards their savior, towards Christ, so that they understand who God is and that everything that we do in homeschooling should be focused on that specifically. On the other side of homeschooling, we have our daily homeschooling life in which we live with, you know, our, our, our co-ops and our friends and our neighbors and all of the people that we interact with on a regular basis. And when we started homeschooling, we're in our 12th year of homeschooling now. When we started homeschooling 12 years ago, it was very, it, it was different because at that time it seemed like everybody was running towards the gospel. Most people that homeschooled that we knew, and, and we're from Southern California as well. And so most people where I lived in SoCal were running towards the gospel. Well, now over the past few years, and especially since COVID, so many people are running away from something. They're running away from the public schools. They're running away from masks. They're running away from vaccines. They're running away from the indoctrination and all of the things that are going on in the public school system and sometimes in the private school system. But they don't know what they're running towards. They just know that they're running from something. And so this has been so heavy on my heart lately that there's a very different dynamic now in the homeschool world in that it's changed because it's no longer just Christian homeschool families. It's not the conservative Christian homeschool world that we once knew, which I think for Christian homeschoolers, sometimes that can be a little bit uh, scary. But at the same time, God has brought so many families into homeschooling and it is giving us an opportunity to share the gospel like never before. And we have these families who are coming into our Christian co-ops and they're coming into, you know, our, our, park days and our field trips and all the things that we're doing. And God has just thrown open the doors for us as Christian homeschoolers to be able to share Christ with them. And so I would love for you to share with us first, we're going to take a quick break in a minute, but, but, but when we come back, I would love for you to share with us how we can go out and share the gospel. And maybe we should talk first about why we should share the gospel. But then I want to talk about how we as Christian homeschoolers can take this opportunity to share the love of Christ with our fellow homeschoolers who many of them don't know Christ. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and 
their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Ray Comfort. Um, So Ray, if you can just kind of start us off on why, why do we need to share the gospel with people? The same reason a doctor who's got a cure to cancer would share the cure with people who are dying of cancer. All around us, people are dying. 150,000 people die every 24 hours, 54 million every year. And we've got everlasting life. We can know we've got everlasting life because the Bible tells us that and because we experientially experience the power of the gospel. People say you can't know. Of course you can know. My whole basis of my basis of my faith rests upon knowing I have everlasting life. It's the same way you'd know electricity is real. If you didn't believe in electricity because you can't see it, I'd give you a fork and say, stick it up that light socket. And then you'd believe in electricity as the power moves through your body. You say, well, why believe? And the power of the gospel transforms the human life. 22 years, I was a non-Christian, didn't think about God seriously for more than five seconds, if that, in the whole 22 years. I used to pray every night just to get to sleep. But since I've become a Christian, there wouldn't be five seconds when I haven't thought about God. The miracle of the gospel is he transforms you on the inside and causes you to love the things you once hated. I never thought about God, as I said. As soon as I became a Christian, the eyes of my understanding were enlightened. The trees looked different. They raised their hands in praise of God. The birds sung his praises. The sun shone in his strength. The, the sunlight, I mean, the, the blue sky just screamed of the glory of God. The heavens declare the glory of God. So becoming a Christian is, is transforming. We can know that it's true because we experience the power of God and transforming our lives. And we know that the offer of everlasting life is true and the threat of hell. Paul says, wherefore, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. And if hell didn't exist, I'm serious, I wouldn't bother going out and sharing my faith. Yeah. I probably would have got a, a surf shop up in northern Australia. <laughs> I'm from New Zealand. Australia has better surf, bigger sharks, though. But I probably <laughs> would have ended up in Australia and just surfed my, my, my life away. But I can't do that because I know hell exists. And so that horrifies me and it motivates me to share the gospel as it did with the Apostle Paul. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. Something that strikes me in your videos is it's so obvious that your that your passion, that, that what you do comes from a place of, of loving others. Well, first, knowing that you're loved by God and then just your your rootedness in the word. I mean, you know the word, but then it always strikes me when you're you're asking people questions, which if we go back and Eva, it says, if people haven't heard of Ray Comfort, um, you're living under a rock. But I would say most people probably have if they if we describe you, you're the guy on the street that's talking to people, right? You're the guy that's sharing the gospel. That's that's who you are. And it, it comes from this place of loving others. And what you what you always say that strikes me is 
when you tell people, you know, like, are you, does, does going to hell concern you? And then you always say, well, it concerns me because I love you. And mm. that just really strikes me where, where you come from that place. And I think as, as homeschool moms who see this, this new influx of so many people coming into quote unquote, our world, we need to just be filled with that same love that motivates you, that same love that comes from Christ. But the other thing that really stands out to me about the gift that God has given you, because it's clearly a gift, but we're all called to do it, is just the technique that you use in being able to probe people's hearts and ask them questions. And like Yvette kind of hit, she said, you know, we have this new movement of people coming to homeschool because they're seeking freedom. They they acknowledge these principles that we know come from God, such as kids are designed uniquely. They need to be taught uniquely. They're fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, family is important. Like they understand these concepts and that's why they're doing it. But will you kind of just help us as moms that that don't, maybe we're not gifted in the technique that you have, but we know that we're called to do it. How practically can we take the gospel message to the park days, to the co-op meetings um, with the same love that you have and and practically point these women, these moms to Christ in what they're doing? Yeah, I have two big confidences when I go out to share the gospel. Oh, one is an extra one. That's my dog. Sam. <laughs> oh, cute Sam. <laughs> With yeah, the glasses. I get a lot of mileage from him. We go past people and women always call it how cute and I call out so is the dog. <laughs> anyway. No. <laughs> yes. Sam is my uh, icebreaker. I can just ride up to a group of bikers. I can ride up to a gang. Uh, that I normally wouldn't be able to approach any group of strangers with my dog wearing sunglasses and I've got immediate friends. They just <sighs> hang around. And, and you, you talked about love. Love is so powerful. And there's something that happens that is never on camera. I think when I turn the camera off, often people won't leave. They hang around because mm. they can feel the love. And that's what we've got as Christians, uh, just the ability to to let the love of Christ shine. Anyway, there are two very powerful principles that I use when I share the gospel. Number one is that I know every single sinner has a will to live. And number two is that I know he has a conscience or she has a conscience. So let's look at the will to live because that's incredibly powerful. If you watch our videos, you'll often see me say, are you afraid of dying? Mm -hmm. And people say no. And I say, of course you are. Everyone's afraid of dying. Someone's going to bury you six feet under the ground in a box. That should horrify you. There's something in you that says, I want to live, because you're not a dog, cat, cow, or horse. You're a hum human being made in the image of God. So when I say to someone, are you afraid of dying? And they say, yes. I say, it's haunting, isn't it? I'm quoting scripture. Hebrews 2, verse 14 and 15 says, every human being, it's, this is from the Amplified Bible, so I'll say it a little louder. Every human being is haunted by the fear of death all their lifetime. And it's so true. When I was a little kid, I used to play cowboys and Indians. I get shot and I'd fall down for 10 seconds and get up and live again. And as I grew older, I began realizing there's a bullet heading for me and I'm not going to get up again. I'm part of the ultimate statistic. 10 out of 10 will die. And so what I do is I tap into the will to live. And the reason I do that is because I know this person wants to live. Doesn't matter if they're an atheist if they're antagonistic, when I say to them, did you realize the Old Testament says that God would destroy death and the New Testament tells us how he did it? Their eyes light up. I never heard that because they're a human being. They want to live. Think for a moment of the thief on the cross. Let me just digress and then come back to the thief. 
He readily came to Christ. Um, at one moment, he was railing against Jesus. He was antagonistic towards Christ. He blasphemed him, the scriptures say. Next minute, he was saying, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. What happened? Digressing to poached eggs. Poached eggs are something that down under people do. We put eggs in water and boil them. Now, I've done that for years. It's obviously got to be a key to, for this body. I have toast and I put an egg on it. But when I boil the egg, fluff comes to the top. It's really annoying. It's just, I think it's the stuff that we use in meringues and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just fluff. You can't do anything with it. So you have to scoop it off and you don't know what to do. You put it down the drain or whatever. But about two years ago, I put the lid on the fry pan for some reason. The thing heated up 10 times quicker that, and there was no fluff. There was just no fluff. The egg was nice and clean. What happened? It was the pressure that got rid of the fluff. Back to the thief on the cross. What was it that caused this man to change his mind about Jesus? We know that he was almost certainly a Jew because he was being crucified. Uh, we know that he had a will to live, that he had a, a knowledge of sin. He acknowledged he'd broken the eighth commandment. He, he was a thief. And he said to the other thief, we are here justly. I don't think he was talking about Roman crucifixion. He was saying that he had justly sinned against God and he deserved death. But we also know that he was pinned to the cross. His hands and his feet were on the cross. He knew he was going to die. And almost certainly within moments, the Romans would come and break his legs and he would suddenly be in eternity. That's what caused him to get rid of the fluff. That's what caused him to get rid of the things that didn't matter in life. When it comes to your death, it really doesn't matter comparatively who you marry or what you do for a vocation. What matters is what's going to happen to me after I die. Right. And we have the answer in Christ. We have the cure to the disease of death. The Bible says Jesus Christ has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Therefore, we must be bold for the sake of the person. Think of a waitress. She's in a restaurant. She looks over and there's three businessmen come in wearing businessmen's suits and holding little important suitcases. When they sit down, they open their cases and they're wheeling and dealing millions of dollars. Is she intimidated? Absolutely not. She just walks straight up and says, can I take your order? Why is she bold? Well, it's because she knows she has what they want, food. And so she's bold. And we have what we know the world wants. If only they knew that we had found everlasting life in Christ, they would certainly listen to us. Jesus told us that or gave us that example in John chapter 4 with a woman at the well. He said, if you knew who it was that's speaking to you, you would ask him and he'd give you living water. And so what we have to do is explain to them that their greatest fear, that Goliath, that haunting fear of death, that grim reaper, has been conquered by Jesus Christ. He has abolished death and brought life and immortality light through the gospel. So that's my great confidence. The sinner wants to live. God has placed eternity on his heart, and his cry and his, and his inner heart is, oh, I don't want to die. The second confidence is the knowledge of sin. He has a conscience. The word conscience means with knowledge. So when I talk to a sinner, it doesn't matter who they are, I know they have a knowledge of right and wrong because God has taken the time to write his law upon their heart. So every sinner, doesn't matter what they're into, what they believe, what they don't believe, has that impartial judge on the courtroom of the mind saying it is wrong to lie, to steal, to commit adultery, blaspheme, to murder. That law is written upon their heart. 
So when I bring up those 10 commandments, as Jesus did in Mark 10, verse 17, and say, do you think you're a good person? And they say, yes. And I say, well, let's go to the commandments and see if you are. When I go through those commandments, their conscience bears witness with the truth of what I'm saying. And they'll begin to nod, and it brings the knowledge of sin. So again, they're my two confidences. One, this person, doesn't matter who they are, have a will to live. And if he or she knew what I had, they would listen. So it's an inroad. And the second confidence is that I have an impartial judge on the courtroom of the mind, that conscience, the word conscience means with knowledge. I know that they know right from wrong. They're not a dog, cat, horse, or a cow. They've been made in the image of God, and God's given light to every man. Wow. <laughs> and there Fire it is. Hose gospel. I love that. I love that. Oh. Um, that's so good. We are out of time, um, but we're going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to keep talking about this. We're going to keep talking about evangelism, how we as homeschool parents, homeschool moms and dads can evangelize to those who the Lord has put in our path. So Ray, really quickly, tell us where we can find out more about uh, the Living Waters Ministry, the Way of the Master. Where can we find out all things Ray Comfort? Uh, YouTube, uh, just type in Ray Comfort or Living Waters and our channel should come up. And feel free to comment and witness to people on there. A lot of unsaved people come on. And livingwaters.com has a lot of free stuff, including Hell's Best Kept Secret, the teaching that Kirk Cameron listened to and the others listened to. It's at the bottom of the homepage. It's completely free, and it's in a New Zealand accent. And so my books are in New Zealand accent. <laughs> I love it. We will, of course, put all those links in the show notes so you guys can just go straight to the show notes, click on those links, and find them. Uh, Ray, thank you for being with us today. We will be back on Wednesday with Abby and Ray again. Thank you guys for listening today. If the Schoolhouse Rock to Ministry is a blessing to you, would you consider partnering with us financially? You can go to schoolhouserocked.com, click on the Donate Here button. We are in need of support. We are in need of uh, just continuing to get this ministry moving so that we can reach families like yours with the gospel and with the love of Jesus. So would you prayerfully consider that? SchoolhouseRocked.com. Thank you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye.